0: Was that, okay? I don't even know how to describe what we've just seen. I don't even know why I signed up to do the post-game show today because this is just diabolical and I now have to sit here and talk to you about how Bayern Munich lost 4-2 to for Bochum. Freaking Bochum! And I'm sorry if the use of swear words offends you in some way because this is going to be of explicit podcast because i don't know how else i can express myself after the absolute fucking travesty that we've just seen today nagglesman nagglesman what did you do what did you do okay okay um let's 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 try and put some structure to this and let's just start off with the lineup and the lineup is where everything, all the problems started. First of all, you had four centre backs on the pitch: Diatbukano, who was okay. Let, let me talk about that later. Diatbukano, Lucas Hernandez, Benjamin Pavard, and Nicolas Zula, who is, as we all know, going to Borussia Dortmund at the end of this season. You had one midfielder, Josuakemic. That's it. No Koranteng so no Sabitzer. No Roka. It's not like they were injured. They were on the bench. They just didn't play. And then, in the attack, you had all three of our wingers. Koman, Gnabry, and Sané. And then you had Lewandowski and Muller up top. But it wasn't exactly like a 4-1 4-1 like I'm describing it to you right now. Because it was more like, how should I say it? It was like a back four, but you had Kimmich and Muller trying to desperately and also Sané trying to make a kind of a midfield three or something of the sort and then you had Coman staying out wide and Gnabry on the other flank and Lewandowski up top and in terms of a ball progression I've talked about this before it did not work it was horrendous we could not get past Boham in any way it felt like the way Baham was set up they were in every single like there was a player in every single space that Bayern Munich wanted to pass the ball That is where all the problems started because we could not progress the ball. We could not link defense and the attack. The only goal that we scored in the first half that came from a long ball, it felt to Muller. He did a one-two with Gnabry and then he crossed it across the entire box at Coman who had a great header. Into Lewandowski, who was amazing today I must admit, he was the only player who can hold his head up high because he was incredible and he was doing everything he could to rescue the points that honestly Bayern Munich did not deserve to get and I am glad that we did not win this match because it would have been a travesty if we had run away with it. Baham played exceptionally well but let's be honest here even if they played out of their skin there is no excuse for the performance that we saw today. The individual performances, like diet Upamecano, what is going on with him? We paid $40 million for this guy, and I don't even want him on the pitch And right now. This is just insanely poor from him. I know that Manuel Neuer was missing, and that was a factor in our distribution, but with Upamecano there, he should have been at least a little bit more cognizant of what was going on around, around him. It was always like Upamecano was a little bit too slow. He actually looks a lot slower than he looked under uh, Nagelsmann at Leipzig. And I don't even know what is actually going on with him. Is it because he had COVID at some point that we weren't told? Or is it because he's just not fit enough? Because that would be quite a... I don't know, quite an ironic thing. Because we are getting rid of Seul. Because he was never quite fit. And Seul himself did not cover himself in glory today. Especially on the first goal where he was just standing in front of Ulreich. And could not turn quick enough. And... The entire defense. Pavard. Pavard was just so so bad. Like after a few good performances, people were saying, "Okay, Pavard has turned the corner. He's back to his best." And I'm like, "Just hold on, hold on. Do you know this guy? This guy has not been good in a very long time. So let's let's just wait until he's had at least ten good games under his belt before we say that the remontada is on. Because this game was just another." example of what Pavad does not bring to this team he consistently when he's trying to attack he gets caught out of position and then he can't run back in time and that leaves Upa Makano to cover him and we all know what a disaster Upa Mikano has been recently so Upa Makano being left to cover, cover for anyone that is just the worst thing possible and right now with Pavard and no Fonzie on the other flight Pavad's shortcomings are given even more spotlight because he needs to provide even more attacking impetus than he's used to. And this team, without Fonzie actually, I think Nagelsmann, all the good performances in the first half of the season, he needs to give credit to Fonzie because it's clear that Fonzie was holding up the entire system. Every single time we saw the centre-backs in position, they were trying to get the ball out wide, out to the left, and out to Lucas Hernandez, who was the left-back today. And Lucas got the ball and he had to pass it straight back because he's not Alphonse Davies. He can't progress the ball the same way that Davies can. And this is one of the reasons why I like Davies so much because Davies, when he gets the ball, he makes things happen with it. He can make things happen that no one else on this team can do, not even Kimmich or Thomas Muller he can get the ball and he can take defenders out of the game he makes the entire opposition team change their shape just to accommodate him and this is why what I rate Davies alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold as the best fullback in the world right now because Davies without him the ultimate ball looks so inferior it looks some of the worst football we've played in a very long time and this is one of the things that I was always worrying about that Nagelsmann, he was riding off a high in the early half of the season. Now that problems are stacking up, some of these injuries are coming in, Alphonso Davies, Leon Goretzka being two major ones, but also Manuel Neuer. Now that those guys are gone, all the shortcomings in his weird formations and his weird tactics, they're all being exposed. And this is just what comes out of it. The loss against Gladbach, this loss against Bochum, losses to Eintracht, losses to Gladbach in the Pokal. These all games they were just not good enough and these are problematic because I don't remember having these awful awful games on the flick even when our defense was at its worst okay we could still arrest the bleeding and claw it back under flick whereas under Nilesman it just feels like when we concede one or two goals in the first half we just collapse and then it suddenly becomes 4-1 and by halftime and once you get to 4-1 what else can you do what are you even supposed to do as a coach when it gets to that point? Flick, he got us back. We go go 2-0 down. We go 1-0 down. We can come back 3-2, 2-1, all that jazz. But in, under Knuckles, when we go 1-0 down, 2-1 down, suddenly it's just 4-1, 5-1, and there's no hope of coming back. And that's a mentality problem that I see with this team that I did not see under Flick last season. And this is just awful, awful to watch. And let's i i don't even know what to say this is just so shameful the team was horrendous every single facet kimmick kimmick was not good he was deployed as a lone midfielder and i will say that he was overworked in the sense that he did not have any support even though kimmick and muller did try to drop deep and this is one of the problems with the entire formation that we saw the kimmick and muller And Sané as well. When they're going into midfield, they're not in the positions where they would be most effective. They're not up there attacking the players. And there's no one to link the defence and the attack because Kimmich is so focused on just trying to keep possession. And they're so easy to press because Baham is just swarming all over the pitch. This isn't like Serie A or La Liga where teams will give you time and space on the ball to progress it. This is Bundesliga football and every team gegen presses. So I don't understand why Nagelsmann took such a risky formation where you have Kimmich as the only outlet for the defense at most points of time so it was very easy for Bohum to shut him down completely in fact we just made it easy for them if at least if Corenta and Tolisso or even Mark Roker were there next to him or even Zabitzer who has not been good but even if Zabitzer was there I think we would have seen much better from this team and This strange idea of playing all three of our wingers in every single game, I don't understand why Nagelsmann is doing it. Nagelsmann, it's just like we spent so much time getting our team up to the point where we can have four fit wingers at every game and then we can constantly rotate two out. We've spent so much time to do that only for Nagelsmann to turn around and say, okay, actually, I'm going to use these wingers as wingbacks. Coman is used as a wingback. Gnabry is used as a wing back, And it's affecting their game, okay? It's not how they should be playing. Just play normal football. It's football unlocked. I just play two inverted wingers, two... Uh, I'm just... I'm, I'm tired. I, I. My brain is... It, it's really... It's not in a good place right now. I just... Uh, what the hell did we just watch, I mean, it's simple, right, Flick showed us what we have to do, you have Gagan pressing, you have Thomas Muller and Robert Lewandowski up top, you have two inverted wingers, two midfielders, one midfielder is defensive, the other midfielder is a box-to-box, he connects the attack and defense, then you have a back four, a simple back four, none of this back three sand against, none of this hybrid or weird double formations, things, none of this stuff, no transitions, no nothing, just a simple, solid back four, two normal centre-backs, one full-back and one more offensive wing-back style player, which is Davies, it's really that simple, and I don't know why the fuck Nagelsmann decided that he will go ahead and take what Flick did and change it up, even after Flick showed that he can win a sextuple with that squad. And I know people will bring up, oh, but Flick, he had so many problems with his defense. First of all, what happened last season was we had an incredible, incredible amount of fixture condition. And we also had Alba and Poateng constantly playing for us. This season, Knucklesman has... None of that fixed congestion. In fact, he has so much time to work on so many tactics, especially since we got knocked out of the Pokal ages ago and we weren't in any other competitions either. So he has time to work on the tactics. He has time to work with the defenders. And Alphonso Davies, he's back in form. He's back in fit. And even with that, our defense does not look good. I remember earlier in the season, people were saying, oh my God, Nagelsmann has fixed the defense. No, he hasn't. Okay. No, he has not. Nagelsmann has not fixed anything. ...that we saw under Flick that was a problem. Nagelsmann has only created new problems. These new problems being the fact that the attack is toothless without Robert Lewandowski. Robert Lewandowski, we were dependent on him under Flick, but we weren't dependent on him to this extent. Today, I saw him as the lone warrior. He was constantly receiving balls, surrounded by 6-7 players, and he would still get the turn in and try and get the pass out or he would manage to draw a free kick. He managed to draw free kicks in dangerous areas. He got two goals, both of which were really good finishes. And then he even got a free kick, a free kick that he drew, by the way. That was a completely unforced error because he never would have managed to pass that ball to anyone else. So he just forced the defender to foul him in that area. And then he managed to take that free kick and he hit the crossbar, which was extremely unlucky for him. But it kind of encapsulated our match because it was Lewandowski- providing his own service, doing everything for himself. No one on this team passes to Lewandowski anymore. Only Muller seems like he is even trying to do it at any point in time. Everyone else, they are just going for the shot every single time. No one is trying to think, okay, maybe Lewandowski's there, this ball will get to him, I should try and do that. None of that seems to be happening. And I'm reminded of that time, that Nadelsman I brought this up in the last game podcast, but Nagelsmann seems to have a system where he wants as many people in the box taking shots as possible. But it doesn't make sense when Lewandowski is so much better at taking shots than everyone else. You should be trying to get the, as many balls to Lewandowski as possible. A system where you have Koman or Gnabry or Sané taking all these shots that amount to nothing. That doesn't make any sense, and it just gives the opponent's an easy way out, they don't have to mark Lewandowski as tightly or they can be allowed to get away with being sloppy because Lewandowski isn't actually getting the ball where he would be dangerous. This lack of service to Lewandowski is absolutely staggering because you think that the guy who has the best striker in the world, a coach like that, would think about getting him the ball ASAP 24-7. I struggle to think of any other coach who would do this, except maybe Pep Guardiola, because Guardiola does not care about strikers. He he doesn't even have a striker in Man City. But everyone else, think about what Zidane would do with a squad like this. He would just have... The fullbacks and the wingers just crossing every single ball 24-7, and we would be having someone like Lewandowski and Thomas Muller in the middle to try and get on the end of it. It's simple, but it would be more effective than what we are seeing right now in the Nagelsmann because, again, it's football. It's supposed to be simple. Flick's tactics, they were complex where it mattered. It was the press. The press was always very well orchestrated on the flick, and none of that is present at the Nagelsmann. I think our pressing has been very, very poor under Nagelsmann, and I think that this is actually an observation that often gets, how should I say it, ignored by most people, because pressing is something hard to quantitatively measure, and even if you can quantitatively measure it, it, there is a qualitative aesthetic to the press that is missing under Nagelsmann, that was there under Flick. We pressed like Wolves under Flick, and it was very organized. That organization is missing under Nagelsmann. It was more it looks more like the pressing we did under Nico Kovac. I can't fault the players for their effort, but the tactics, just not good enough. And again, I keep bringing this up, like, it's like I'm hating on Nagelsmann, but I have to remind you that Nagelsmann was my first choice to succeed Flick when he was announced to be leaving Pine. Like, I have been on the Nagelsmann train for a very long time. I actually thought that he should succeed Carlo well back in the day, but... He's just proving to me that maybe I was wrong to believe in him because this is just so awful like I don't understand how you can come to buy and see a well-oiled, well-functioning system and then decide, okay, I'm going to change everything about that. This back three stuff, the back four stuff, hybrid formations, strange three-winger formations, four-winger formations, wingers as wingbacks, Thomas Muller as a central midfielder, Jamal Muziala as a defensive midfielder, Joshua Kimmich as a box-to-box when he could be a DM, no DM formations. Um, just, it doesn't make any kind of sense and it doesn't make any sense to experiment this much with formations when you know for a fact that when you go out against Liverpool or Manchester City in the Champions League you will play what is the tactics that you know best and if you don't build on that throughout the season playing the same formation same tactics with the same style right throughout you play a simple 4-2-3-1 with all the players knowing exactly what they have to do There is no value in versatility. You can be unpredictable, but unpredictability only gets you so far because most teams nowadays, they know exactly what they're up against. So being unpredictable is less valuable than being well drilled. And you just have to be much better. Nagelsmann has been so inconsistent this season and I'm very worried about what's going to happen against RB Salzburg in the upcoming Champions League game. I know that we are going to do a preview show for that and I hope hope and pray that Nagelsmann is going to be changing everything about this game. I hope to see maybe Omar Richards come into play. Lucas Hernandez go back to centre-back because, in all honesty, he's our best centre-back and he should not be playing at left-back right now. I hope Omar Richards gets some time. Maybe Tangi Nyonzu might get some time because it's not like Soul and Pavard and... um, How should I say it? Soul and Pavard and Upam are covering themselves in glory. Maybe even Joseph Sanchez should get some time. In fact, I don't know why some of these guys did not get time today. Paul Wanner being another one. Jamal Muziala didn't play because, obviously, Jamal Muziala is out with COVID. But I don't know why these guys aren't getting more time. I keep hearing this narrative that Nagelsmann is great at developing players. But where is the development happening? He seems to be playing the main guy's almost every game. He plays Sajj, Gnabry, Krizzikoman, Leroy almost every game. So Thomas Muller, Kimmich, all these main guys play almost every time. The younger guys, he keeps saying that they need to improve, but how will they improve if they don't get time? Musiala, he plays a little bit, but he plays very little compared to how he should be based on his performances and also compared to... And also we should remember the fact that he burst in under Flick, not under Nagelsmann, so he was already an established player in the starting 11 under Flick, so with all that in mind, Nagelsmann has lots of shortcomings, this game against Baham exposed, a lot of them, I don't know if I have faith in them anymore, I will have to see that going forward, right now my faith in him is really rock bottom, hopefully we get a good win against Salzburg, Bayern rarely have two bad performances in a row, but there's is the first time for everything. So hopefully you see a good performance against Salzburg. And we here at The varying Podcast Works, and this was I Need the Name. We will see you next time. Good night.